0: Content may not be appropriate for all audiences. Listener's discretion is advised. Listeners to WTF Are You Talking About, the podcast where we don't know what we're talking about until you do. I'm Katie.
1: I'm Dacher. <laughs>
0: are you sure? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we're here to ask each other, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so. People
1: delirious right <laughs> <from that. laughs>
0: It's been a long couple of days. It has. So, uh, TLDR, six categories... True crime, paranormal, history, education, science, entertainment, and current events. So many. We'll roll a die at the end of the episode, and then that's how we will figure out what we're going to talk about next time. So what kind of die do we roll? Ones the sides. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. So we roll an eight-sided die (laughs) to pick between those six categories. You roll an eight, you get a wild, you roll a one, you have to roll a six-sided die, to for those same categories, but then it has to be local. So any mm. state bordering Idaho, fun. and including Idaho. You
1: yes, because <laughs> only Idaho <laughs> people are listening to this. <laughs>
0: yep. Um, but
1: yeah, <laughs> that's fun.
0: All right. Well, let's get into it. I know last last time you rolled a wild. I
1: sure did, and I had so many options. I got I actually got overwhelmed with all the different things I wanted to pick. <laughs>
0: Well, girl so, what the fuck are you talking about?
1: Oh, well, I, I'm actually talking about a show that I just started watching last week after our show. I Okay. Guess we can call this a show, right? Yes. Okay, cool. After it, our show. It is, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Those at home, let us know. I'm not a dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so the reason why she brings that up is she was using my computer earlier because we were prepping for a game that we're going to be playing here soon. Every time she tried to click on a word or open up a tab, it would try to give her the definition as to what that was.
0: His computer was mansplaining everything to me. Yeah, it... Basically, (laughs) was what what was going on. I don't know
1: how to turn off that feature. (laughs) Thanks, Apple! Okay, but... um, Patriarchy extension was... real active. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... But yeah, other than that, uh... Kind of segue there. Uh, I... I'm... I heard about this show from... Originally, actually, from MatPat. It hadn't even, like, crossed my mind. Um, so, Pat, for those of you that don't know, which I'd be really concerned about, but for those of you that don't know, uh, he does, like, game theory and film theory. He does a lot of stuff about, like, shows, games, things that are applicable in the real world. I didn't realize that was his name. Uh, his name is Matthew Patrick. Uh, I just, but he's called Pat for short.
0: I just called him the Game Theory guy. Game Theory
1: <laughs> guy, yeah! g Um, But, uh... Because you, you've watched Rick and Morty, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. This is not about Rick and Morty, but it's about something that. It's actually kind of, it's very close to it, and supposedly it has a lot of parallels with the Rick and Morty universe. And so what I'm going to be talking about today for those that I haven't guessed yet is going to be about a show called Gravity Falls. Okay. Okay. So have like seen this my, show?
0: That's been in my Netflix queue for a while. Oh, it's
1: so, so fucking good. And I'm gonna tell you why. So, um, right now, as just um, to give you guys a heads up, this might be a two-parter because I've only watched the first season so far, and the first there's two seasons, and the first season has been gold. It's been awesome, because um, how it starts off is you have these two kids. You have Mabel and Dipper. Uh, Dipper Which one Piance. wears the hat? Dipper. Okay. Wears the hat, and Mabel is the. Oh, just too lovable. She's like if Jax was a human incarnate. Oh my god! Right? She's just—you can't hate that girl because she's just so happy all the time. But, Jax
0: is currently trying to let herself into the closet.
1: Now she's in the closet.
0: Oh man, that would be a good topic at some point.
1: I'm gonna write oh, that down. Right?
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> Put that in my pocket
1: for later. So, Everyone is like, what the f- what the fuck is going on? Yeah. So exactly. So Gravity Falls is a show about these two kids. Um, that go to hang out with their grunkle Stan. Uh, or Stan, I don't know why I added either there. Grunkle Stan, and so the great uncle Stan, for those of you that didn't figure that out. Um, they go to stay with him for the summer, and they start witnessing some very peculiar things happening. Now, in the very first episode, they get there, they're kind of exploring the shack, they're. Um, so they have this mystery shack is what they call it. And uh, Grunkle Stan has basically a tourism business where he has people come in and he shows him all the cool and quirky things about Gravity Falls. Um, he has fun names for things. He has, like, in a sh- in an episode later on, he has Dipper wearing, like, a uh, werewolf costume. But he's, like, half boy, half well- werewolf. And so he's, like, the werewolf in puberty kind of thing. Oh, no. so, but he has, like, fun things, too. Like, uh, he'll have, like, baby-faced animals with like like ripped bodies and stuff um and so it's definitely one of those like fake kind of obscure um, um showcases right now dipper is hanging out at this place and he just goes out and goes and exploring and he ends up finding this book and all it just has is it has a hand that has six fingers and it has the number three on it and he starts flipping through this book now, and By the way, sorry, he found this book after um, he accidentally, I, th- I think it was a tree branch, he accidentally like, bumped in or pulled on a tree branch, and it opened up a like door on the ground that opened up this book. Right? So kind of a weird way to find a book just mm-hmm. like behind a, like the grass of the earth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the grass of the yeah. earth. <laughs> yeah, so he gets this book, and he starts flipping through it, and he starts seeing a whole bunch of weird and obscure things in there. Um, this book has different um, like entities that it uh, showcases, like gnomes and uh, leprechauns. So like unicorns and leprechauns together. And like just a whole bunch of weird, abnormal creatures that he just uh, finds in there. And so he starts investigating and reading through his book. And in the very first episode, Mabel is trying to hit on all the dudes. Now these kids are both 11.
0: I was just going to ask. Right. Like how
1: old are they? Yeah. So These kids are both 11 and Mabel is looking for a boyfriend. And so she, any kid that comes in the shack, she's just hitting on every time. She's like, put on all like the lame pickup things, um, so to speak. Uh-huh. But they're so adorable and like endearing that you just I, every time is just like smiling, like, oh. I'm just picturing um, Jacks. And she has like a loose, like, here, let me show you a picture of her. Because here is, here is Mabel. Here's her. All right. Okay. So she's just really cutesy. She has like, kind of like chubby cheeks and stuff. Um, and then Dipper, of course, is the one with the hat, right? So he is this guy. A tree.
0: Yeah. Right, the yeah, hat
1: with a tree on it. So, by the way, great Halloween costume. When you find out your Halloween costume can't be purchased anymore because all the bits and pieces that you're looking for- Are sold out. Are sold out. Uh, so, plus side, I still have my Halloween costume.
0: But, um- <laughs> Do you already have Halloween plans?
1: I'm not sure, but I'm I just need them for work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cool, we can go trick-or-treating together. You're never too old until the cops tell you you're too old.
0: Well, I think I still have her. So, but
1: anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. So, um, but yeah, so you have Dipper, and he's looking at all, He's looking at this book, he's curious about it, and he starts seeing uh, his sister hang out with this guy that has, like, a, a hood, and um, he's looking kind of worse for wear. Kind of like, he's not goth. He's definitely more like of, like, a an outsider, maybe on the, the outskirts of being, in, like, uh, emo. Kind of thing, he's like, yeah, whatever. And he's like all gruff and stuff. And like,
0: uh, oh god, I can't think of his name right now. But from the Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah,
1: I, I know who you're talking <laughs> about. I get the vibe. I don't remember his name though. I don't know his name either. But um, with that, what ends up happening is he thinks that this guy's a zombie because he finds out about zombies in the book and stuff, and how like they're supposed to be a thing kind of in this area. Judd. Judd. Okay, gotcha. It's what I saw since seeing the Breakfast Club. I kind of know, I, do, I can't put the face there, but, um, <laughs> so he thinks it's a zombie and he tries to expose this. And the funny thing, it's not a zombie. It's actually a whole bunch of gnomes and they want Mabel to be their queen, the queen of the gnomes. And also I'm like, okay, show. Sure. I don't know what you're doing here. And so they literally kidnap her, take her away and try to force her to marry them. I feel like all, you can clarify. All of them. All of them? All of them.
0: Okay, no. She's 11.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I was like, okay, show. Now, this show was on Disney XD, by the way. <laughs> and it, later on in the episodes, it didn't. I, I'm glad it kind of got there, because I think it's a great show. But there are, a lot, there are a lot of things that are a little mature that totally caught me off guard. And I was like, this
0: was a Disney show? I feel like I need to clarify real quick for people that are like, what? Mm-hmm. The actor's name was Jed. The character's name was John. Thank you. Okay. Um,
1: but yeah, so so Dipper, uh, he finds out about these gnomes. They they start finding more supernatural things in here. Eventually, they start they meet up with a guy named Gideon who um, is like an antagonist of Stan. So Stan has his mysterious spooky shack and stuff. Um, Gideon is supposed to be a psychic and like he's a, he's a kid. And he's supposed to be very famous. It's fun. Okay. Um, and he tries to again. Okay, there's a weird running theme. So Gideon wants to date Mabel, and he's tries to force her to be his girlfriend. Yeah, I just realized that on top of my head that there's in the very first couple oh. of episodes there's a lot of people going after Mabel. She's <laughs> I'm eleven. Concerned. Um, but yeah, so. But through this, they keep following plans and stuff. They stop everything because the book will tell them kind of what to expect, what's coming up. And it's not only is it really endearing, but they find cool things like like a spinoff of like, the Loch Ness Monster. Um, I'm trying to make sure I don't spoil anything in season two because I've only gotten to two episodes there. But they find several things in there with like, so the gnomes, the Loch Ness Monster, they have like his amulet, and eventually, they run into an entity um, named Bill Siphon. Now, Bill, I I haven't been spoiled to the series. All I know is that Bill is supposed to end up being a main antagonist by the end of the series. And Bill, I thought was kind of like kind of fun and like I was like, oh, okay, this this guy seems like a quirky little guy. And then all of a sudden. The very first the very first thing Bill does is when he comes into he basically gets summoned by ritual Um, Gideon reads a chant that literally in the book says do not ever call this chant or like pretty much like the world's doom and so he says it because he's trying to um, Bill is supposedly supposed to be like a mind demon and he's trying the uh, Gideon's main thing is he wants to take over the shack he wants the shack for himself he wants all publicity And you'll find out why that is later on. Um, But he summons Bill and he tells Bill he wants to get the shack. They strike a deal while Mabel and Zeus, which I haven't talked about Zeus, (laughs) but I'll talk about in a second. Uh, They strike a deal and he starts infecting the mind. He goes into the mind of Grunkle Stan. Um, But the first thing that you see when he comes out is bless you. Um, the first thing... was a silent <laughs> sneeze, by the way. The first if you hadn't said anything, see, they
0: never would have known. I know. I want them to know.
1: I want them to feel like they're here with us.
0: Um, <laughs> they don't want that.
1: The very first thing he does is he shows off how he literally... Time stops. A deer comes by. He takes all the teeth out of the deer. And he's like, here, you want some teeth? <laughs> and as soon as that happened, I was like, what the fuck? I'm like... This is a kid's show? And he just <laughs> watches and he's like, eh, I want those teeth. Here we go. You want some teeth? And then he's like, and the kid's like, ew, no, I don't want any of those. And he's like, oh, okay. And he puts the teeth back in the deer. And the deer just bounds away. And it's just like, okay. This is, <laughs> this just took a turn. And, um, yeah, so Bill ends up becoming a main protagonist. You see him really in that one episode, at least as far as I know for right now um they stop of course from taking over the shack hence there's like why there's a season two and everything like that um but a lot of kind of silly things uh you know ensue of course there's um a lot of great character development because like dipper dipper is kind of in a weird place with stan because he, he he kind of kind of gets along he's not necessarily sure if he likes him um, he feels like he can't kind of gets picked on by Grunkle Stan. He's always like, I want you to do this and stuff, and he tells him to do all stuff. Well, he doesn't do anything, of course. Um, Mabel is just goofing around all the time. Oh my God! And she gets oh. she gets a pig, and this pig is awesome. Uh, uh, what's the pig's name? I'm gonna lose my gosh darn mind. Uh, Waddles, I think is his name. No, Waddles the pig. Waddles. Oh That's yeah, I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure it's Waddles. I'm gonna say it's Waddles. Well, this was a picture here. Yeah, Waddles. Yep, it's Waddles. And, like, she loves it. That's where they get the pig. It's, like, a character with them that just goes around all the time. Um, And it's just, it's really interesting because, so the creators of this show, from what I've heard, um, I believe are friends with Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon. Okay. And with Rick and Morty, their law, people speculating that one of the characters in... Gravity Falls is actually one of the members of one of Rick's team. You know that photo that they show yeah. on Rick's team? And there's yeah. one guy who we have yet to see.
0: Yeah. Huh. A lot of
1: people think it's one of the characters that, that I have yet to see in this show. Um, which would be interesting. And, and, and so and to diverse more into Rick and Morty, in one of Rick and Morty's seasons, I think it season two, when... Um, Jerry, and I forget the wife's name for some reason. Beth. Beth. When Jerry and Beth go to go get counseling. Oh my God. There is, there is a, (laughs) there is a frame in the background that has Bill Cipher in the computer. Like legit, like full animation and drawing, Bill Cipher is in the computer at one point. When it's like trying to figure out what characters there are, I can try to show you what it is like later on, but like as it's going through it, but also there's Bill Cipher there.
0: Um... And, As an aside. Right. And, the scene when Beth has the, the thing on her head. Yeah. And <laughs> she makes... Yeah. But she makes all those Jerry's that are just like, I'm Jerry, Jerry Smith, Smith, Smith. Jerry Smith. Smith. I'm Jerry, I'm Jerry that Smith. That killed me <laughs> the first time I saw it. I was incapacitated. Right. I could not stop laughing. So
1: it's not only like that, but um, I think the very first episode, you know how he has the portal guns? Uh-huh. I think? They're trying to like, run through... Well, maybe not the first episode, but one episode is when Rick's trying to get away, and yeah. I think it's from the the other Rick... Council and stuff. Mm-hmm. And always, open up. There is there is a scene where like a pen, a like paper and like I think a hat fall through. Uh-huh. I can't remember. Those are stuff from the Gravity Falls show. Really? Yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: And it's like okay. So are they trying to like bridge this universe? Because as far as I know, Gravity Falls the show is done. It's completely done. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, they don't know if they ever coming back. I personally, I'm only one season. And I. I want there to be a lot more, because I'm loving it. I'm loving it so much, and it would be so cool if we had a crossover with, like, Rick and Morty and then the Pines together. I think that would be phenomenal. But again, I yet to finish the season, uh, season two, so I have no clue what's in the store or if that's even would when,
0: be possible. Did it just, like, end? Or did they, like, okay, we're going to up
1: a solid, the story arc? They wrapped up the story okay. arc, and there's a solid conclusion at the
0: end. Because that really sucks when you're like, yeah, this is a good show, and then it gets canceled And that like, they didn't wrap it up. It's like an
1: anime that starts up and they do, like, the first season and never bring it back. They're like, read the manga. There
0: was some show that I watched when I was in college. It was some stupid... Oh, God. uh, I think it's called Dirty Sexy Money. And it was just about these, like, rich people and their lawyer. And it was real dumb, but it was real entertaining for, you know, 1130 when you should be doing homework and you're not. Right. Um, And it, it lasted for, like, two seasons or three seasons, and it got canceled... So they didn't make another season, but they ended like when they did end, I guess they weren't expecting to get cancelled or whatever. So their last season or that last their last episode that they aired was a big cliffhanger. I was like, well this is shitty. Mm-hmm. Like it's a shitty TV wait, show wait, wait. and now what I don't know. Dirty Sexy Money.
1: Okay. There was a show I think that was similar to it that had there was like a girl who was like super skinny and then she died and she got put back into like a like a bigger girl's body and she became a lawyer because that's was what she was. Um, I watched it sophomore year of college, Uh, and all my friends watched the crap out of that show, and they loved it. And I think that one got canceled randomly, because, like, all of a sudden, it's, it wrapped up all the different plot
0: points. You know, like, when a show does that,
1: all of a sudden, they're like, like, quick, we have to get all the plot points done.
0: I know, like, that that didn't happen at all. It was just, like, they were expecting to have another season, and then they didn't. And so it ended, like, it, it wasn't like, oh, what's gonna happen? It was like, someone's, someone might be dead. Mm-hmm. we don't know. <laughs> like, that's like when a movie
1: tries to set itself up for a sequel, like, the yeah. golden compass, and it just tanks so bad. It's like, well, you get one of those. Which,
0: that's really sad, because the His Dark Material series is, they are, that is a phenomenal series of books.
1: I did, yeah, it's on my to-do list maybe to talk about it at some
0: point, because I love that series. I, that's my
1: favorite fantasy series of all time.
0: When John and I got married, we had a reading during our ceremony that was from the Amber Spyglass.
1: <laughs> I think I know... I think I know maybe where that Probably. Scene might be. Oh, Those books are so good. <laughs> Man, I said like, way too much though. But yeah, so so Rick and Morty and stuff, they they allude to it. And um I, I unfortunately I thought I saw the season four trailer. I thought it was a real one. It's oh, apparently fan-made? a fan made uh, one. But it has the character that everyone thinks is a, in Gravity Falls. It has them with Rick in the back. Oh. And I was like, oh, And I got like lost my shit. And then my actually today, my friend Brendan told me that he's like, No, man, that's a fan made. I'm like, I hate hate society. Good video, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) good job, but this sucks. (laughs) Yeah, so, um, yeah. And so, oh, the other thing was like, um, you even have like nice plot points where like the kid he tries to hook, so Dipper tries to hook up with Wendy. Now, Wendy's, like, an older girl. I think she's, like, 15. She works at the Shack. So wow, she's, so old. So she's the love interest. Well, I mean, she's... Dip, so Dipper's, like, like maybe four foot, and she's, like, almost six. Jeez. Right? At uh, 15. I, I don't know. I hear girls mature faster. It sure seems to be the case. But... Because I know I'm still maturing. That did not. I don't We're know. We're done. What, We're moving on fast. I don't know you're doing with this. Yeah, I'm done with that one. But, um... <laughs> but... Uh, basically, she's a love interest. There's play. definitely someone that's like a rival of Dipper that's trying to go after Wendy as well, but Wendy is a strong, independent woman kind of thing. She's like a, a son. Of, uh, she's a daughter. She's not a son. She's the daughter of the lumberjack uh, guy uh, I'm who's a like really I'm okay. Yeah, and so she's really cool. I like her a lot. Um, and then you have Zeus, and Zeus is a freaking goofball. He's that lovable doof that just like he doesn't get it. He all he's so clumsy. He's like Waddles, but a little bit more intelligent. Like the pig. I, he's like, yes. the, and like, I just love him to death because he's just, he's so sweet. He's a complete goofball. Um, and half the time he doesn't really like get, there's like, oh, that's what it is. There's an episode in season one where they find out that there's a pterodactyl, like like a dinosaur, legit dinosaur flying throughout the area. And Dipper doesn't want to bring Zeus along. And at the very end, they, they bring him regardless and Zeus keeps taking away all the clues like um, Waddles who gets kidnapped has like this ball of yarn and they can find the path and he takes all the yarn. And, and they're oh, like, God. What did you do? And he's like, "What? I, I have the yarn so now I can follow it. I have it, <laughs> but it's God. And then so and it's cool because like, yeah, they have like some antagonistic relationships with him as well. But he yeah you have really fun characters. You have like the old grumpy guy who really just means well, but he just comes off as grumpy. You have the, the goofball, um, assistant of the shack, which is Zeus. You have the two kids, one who's super curious and constantly causes trouble because of his curiosity. Um, Mabel, who's super talented and just, she's just fun. Like her whole thing is she's not necessarily really clever, but she has really abstract ideas that she's the character I imagine in like a D and D campaign that should not live, and they roll 20s on everything. (laughs) She is legit, that character, and I'm just like, huh. Um, And then you have Wendy, who's just kind of like, both a love interest, and actually has a lot of great ties with the story, as well. So, um, but yeah, I highly recommend watching it. First season was super great, and ended on a nice jumping off point to season two, and I'm really excited and kind of nervous about season two, because of Bill Cipher and Cause he just seems like a freaking maniac. <laughs> you know, so. Um, but yeah, that is what I was talking about this week. Kind of a little bit about what I was really enjoying about watching this uh-huh. week, but I definitely if it's on your queue
0: And I feel like it's been on my queue for a long
1: time. I will rewatch season one with you. They have they've done it. They have broken well, into my closet. We're
0: not we're not experiencing paranormal activity. We've got pa and nor meow
1: activity. <laughs> I don't know. I that tried, was, okay. <laughs> that was a little... I don't know. That was interesting. I've never heard that one before. And maybe that's where we'll leave it. <laughs> so, um, that was me. So,
0: Katie. Well, maybe I'll have to watch that sooner then.
1: Yeah. Sooner than rather Like later. how I have to watch Flying Circus. Yes. But, Katie. Yes. What the fuck are you talking about today? I hear it's a doozy.
0: Well, I... Oh, I'm sorry, is that a stack of papers that you just pulled out of your It mind? most definitely is. <sighs> okay. In addition to my other, uh, well, we'll just, yeah. So I got Paranormal, and well, I don't know, maybe you want to go get a drink, get a snack, because this one's going to be a long one. I'm
1: equipped with <laughs> and crackers, and a third of a glass of water, so hopefully <laughs>
0: I'll have to buck up. A <laughs> That's very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, you yeah, have to be so descriptive,
1: because they can't see this.
0: This is... The things that they need to know. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is going to be a long one, because there's just a lot of information. Mm. Um, yeah, so let me, let me get my... Uh, let me get all situated. Let me get comfy. Here we oh, go. God. Here. Well.
1: I'm leaning in, guys.
0: So, in the Hebrew tradition... Tra- We're starting off great! Yep. <laughs> in the Hebrew tradition, okay. and throughout this, I've used more, like, the English translations because I don't speak Hebrew. What? I don't speak Yiddish. You didn't learn that in and first grade? <laughs> I I did not. Um I don't want to completely butcher all of these words. So well, there is one Yiddish word that I will say over and over again, but Ooh. that's fine. Um so in the Hebrew tradition, there are malicious possessing spirits that are believed to be the dislocated souls of a dead person. Dislocated. That's they, a weird word. Yeah. Oh god, I've dislocated my spirit
1: (laughs) Pop it back into place (laughs) That
0: reminds me, I need to give you this
1: Oh yeah, thank you
0: Um, (laughs) Right, so dislocated soul of a dead person It leaves the host body Which could be a person or not Um, It leaves the host body once it has accomplished its goal Sometimes after receiving help Um, Its goal might not necessarily be a good one it's because like, it's a malicious spirit, so its goal could right. be something malicious and not nice. Um, <laughs> like a delicious spirit. <laughs> this, this spirit is called the dibic.
1: Why? Why,
0: Katie? I, 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 <laughs> don't really know,
1: I don't remember everything about the dibic box. But, okay. Ooh, all right. Here we go.
0: So the dibic er, is an abbreviation of a longer word, meaning a cleavage of an evil spirit. Or Dibbic from outside, um, so dibic outside is means um, which is found in a man. Okay, so I know that's like weird, weird wording. So in Hebrew, Dibbic come from comes from the word meaning the act of sticking, and is normally, or, and is a nominal form derived from the verb to adhere or cling. So. Mm. Like, Sticky spirit Ew. Yeah that like <laughs> Gross Yeah The term first appeared in the 16th century in numerous writings But mainstream mainstream culture didn't really pay any attention to it Until S. Ansky's play The Dybbuk Which was or Which popularized the term in literary circles This is a four act play I'm sorry is this Wagner Like what's happening <laughs> Four act play Okay that tells the story of a young woman that becomes possessed by the spirit of her de- deceased beloved. Be- deceased beloved. Okay. Um. So this guy died. Well, before he died, he was alive, as we all are. So before this guy died, when he was a child and this girl was a child, their fathers were friends. And they were like, hey, let's have our kids get married when they grow up. Well, the father of the boy died... And then the boy grew up and was poor. And the dad of the girl was like, mm, I don't want my daughter to marry a poor person, so I'm not going to honor this deal that we've made. So they don't get married. Mm. She's betrothed to someone else. Um, oh. And it's like...
1: sounds like a love story.
0: Before her wedding day. And this other guy, the poor guy, um, has died. And suddenly she oh, yeah. starts like yelling in a man's voice. Oh. And so throughout this play she is possessed by this divok, which turns out to be the spirit of the poor guy who she would have married if her father had honored that deal between Ew. which it's a stupid deal anyways. It's like mm. when two become one flesh <coughs> the wrong way. <laughs> Ew. Sorry, that was not a good sentence either. Uh, yeah no. That's
1: what right. I should get some more water.
0: <laughs> so and spoiler alert from this, like, centuries-old play. Like, the day before, or the night before her wedding or something, the, so they try to, they exercise the, the spirit from her, which I'm not even sure if exercise is the proper term, since I think that might be specific to Catholic Catholicism. Mm-hmm. But for what we're doing here, they remove the spirit. They exercise the spirit from her. And that's when she realizes that it's the spirit of this boy... And she admits, she was like, well, I loved you ever since I met you. And then, so she goes to be with him. And everyone has died. The end. (laughs) (laughs) TLDR. Russian play. It's like the opposite of Romeo and Juliet. (laughs) Sort of? (laughs) Okay. So there, there are earlier accounts of possessions by demons rather than ghosts. Um, it was said that doubting something such as Moses crossing the Red Sea opened one's household up to divic possession.
1: Jewish... Jew. What a specific way to get possessed.
0: <laughs> well, it was also like... Um, it was
1: basically like doubting God's
0: miracles kind of thing? That and like sloppy Kabbalah. Just like not doing things like you were supposed to. Basically, well, if you don't do this, you're going to be possessed. Hmm. Basically. So uh, Jewish mythology also has i think it's eber or I- ibor which is a positive possession so the body is possessed by a righteous spirit mm. and this is done so with consent and is always temporary and the reason for this possession is always benevolent so it's like to accomplish something good and then it goes away <laughs> interesting Oh, okay. so it's, it's I've interesting never heard of that before. how you've got this positive possession and then like a negative possession. The negative
1: long term.
0: Positive, brief. Just I'll be here for a minute and I'll even go. <laughs> uh, in film, references to Dybbuk that we see so there's the movie The Unborn in 2009 and The Possession in 2012. The main antagonist in both of those movies is Dybbuk. The play, The Dybuk, that we just discussed, was made into a film in 1937. There is a 2017 Malaysian film called Ezra, which is about a Dybbuk box. Woody Allen's 1975 satire, Love and Death, mentions a Dybbuk. Marcin Ronas? Wonas? That guy's, uh, <clears throat> he wrote, or he's got a, I think it's a movie called Demon, and it's about a groom that is possessed by a Dybbuk the night before his wedding. The 1997 movie Waiting for Guffman sardonically mentions a Dybbuk. In writing, we have the 1967 novel The Dance of Genghis Kohn, which is about a concentra- concentration camp warden who was haunted by the Dybbuk of one of his victims. In 1993, we have the novel The Dyke and the Dybbuk, hmm. which is about a lesbian taxi driver that is haunted by a Dybbuk as a result of a curse placed on an ancestor 200 years ago. Oh, Madam Cerrone, leave me alone. And let's see, 2011, there's a novel called The Inquisitor's Apprentice, which also mentions a Dybbuk. The term Dybbuk box was first used, or I guess, in popular culture that I know of, first used by Kevin Manis. He purchased the Dybbuk box at an estate sale in either 2001 or 2003. I have seen varying accounts. Okay. Most of them have said 2003, but I saw a couple that said 2001, and I was like, okay, guys, you need to make up your mind. It's <clears> a <throat>
1: singular digit. Um, yeah. Now, you say he purchased that. So mm-hmm. do we have any history prior
0: to that? Yes, we do, which okay. I will get into Sorry. later. Sorry, I mean, jump ahead. No, okay. it's fine. Um, so he purchased it at an estate sale, and he lives in Oregon. I think the estate sale may have also been in Oregon. Uh... That's funny.
1: Grouty Falls is in Oregon. <laughs>
0: So and he purchased it at an estate sale for the a woman who died when she was hundred and three. Okay. So that that's not necessarily an important fact, but it's an interesting fact. Yeah, she had it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe she just got it recently. <laughs> she had it for a long time. Okay. Uh, divic boxes are listed for sale online all over the place right now. Um, but this is the most infamous. And I have thoughts and opinions on most of the ones that are online right now. Wait, you're saying we can get one off of eBay? <laughs> there are so many on eBay. You have no idea.
1: So, what said a Dybbuk box? Is it because it has a spirit attached so to that? So,
0: that's another thing I'll I will also talk about later because I have I okay, know about that. So it, no, it's fine. We'll get there.
1: <laughs> I'm so excited and intrigued.
0: <laughs> Back the fuck up. So the Dybbuk box. And I'm going to say the Dybbuk box in reference to this specific one. Okay. Um,
1: The Dybbuk box.
0: Yeah, so the Dybbuk box is an antique wine cabinet brought to America when a Polish Holocaust survivor immigrated from... I want to say she immigrated from Spain. I don't know if she actually immigrated from Spain. Um, She escaped a concentration camp to Spain. So I don't know if she immigrated to America from Spain or not. She immigrated from Europe. Eh, That's good enough. Her name was Havala? Havala. Okay. I think so. Um, so <laughs> she escaped the camp to Spain and acquired the box there. She told her daughter never to open it because there was a Dybbuk trapped inside. And that was all she would say. She kept it. When she immigrated, she only brought like three things with her. And it was like a sewing cabinet, as something else I don't remember, and the Dybbuk box. And she kept the Dybbuk box in the sewing cabinet. Okay. Um, I've seen various like I've seen things that say like oh she made this Dybbuk box and then I've seen other things that it's like she bought the box not made it herself. So I don't know if she actually Part made it. Or the way she
1: had possession of it.
0: Yeah. Because okay. um, I know like Zach Bagans oh, my Love of my life. His, his thing is he keeps oh. saying that she made the box as a way to deal with her grief and trauma from the Holocaust, the Holocaust, but I couldn't find anything that corroborated that other than other things that Zach Bacons has said, which, hmm, okay. Is this the box of the people? <laughs> so. Love you, Zach. Kevin Manis sold the box on eBay after he bought it at the estate sale, and it passed through. I'm getting ahead of myself. Maybe not. Yes, I am. <laughs> so, he bought the box. Cool, he got it. And then he sold it on eBay. How soon? Uh, it was a wow, because it, it, I'm now going to read to you the- Listing? Ebay listing. Oh, sick! Okay. Uh. I've never been so excited to hear from the Get comfy, listing. it's a long one. Cool. <clears throat> so this is Kevin Manis' post on Ebay. All of the events that I am about to set forth in this listing are accurate and may be verified by the winning bidder with the copies of hospital records and sworn affidavits that I am including as part of the sale of the cabinet.
1: Wow, what a start.
0: (laughs) During September of 2001, I attended an estate sale in Portland, Oregon, and this is why I am confused. So I'm wondering if perhaps he purchased the box in 2001 and then maybe it was sold in 2003 on eBay. And maybe that is those dates are getting like flipped around in weird places. So during September of 2001, I attended an estate sale in Portland, Oregon. The items liquidated at this sale were from the estate of a woman who had passed away at the age of 103. A granddaughter of the woman told me that her grandmother had been born in Poland where she grew up, married, raised a family, and lived until she was sent to a Nazi concentration camp during World War II. She was the only member of her family who survived the camp. Her parents, brothers, a sister, husband, and two sons and a daughter were all killed. She survived the camp by escaping with some other prisoners and somehow making her way to Spain, where she lived until the end of the war. I was told that she acquired the small wine cabinet listed here in Spain, and it was one of only three items that she brought with her when she immigrated to the United States. The other two items were a steamer trunk and a sewing box. So there you go. (coughs) I purchased the wine cabinet along with the sewing box and some other furniture at the estate sale. After the sale, I was approached by the woman's granddaughter who said, I see you got the Dybbuk box. She was referring to the wine cabinet. I asked her what a Dybbuk box was, and she told me that when she was growing up, her grandmother al- grandmother always kept the wine cabinet in her sewing room. It was always shut and set in a place that was out of reach. The grandmother always called it the Dybbuk box. When the girl asked her grandmother what was inside, her grandmother spit three times into her fingers and said, A Dybbuk, and Keselim. I'm not sure if I said that right. I don't know what that means either. The grandmother went on to tell the girl that the wine cabinet was never, ever to be opened. The granddaughter told me that her grandmother had asked that the box be buried with her. However, as such a request was contrary to the rules of an Orthodox Jewish burial, the grandmother's request had not been honored. I asked the granddaughter what, it, what a dibbek and Keselam were, but she did not know. I asked if she would like to open it with me. She did not want to open it, as her grandmother had been very emphatic and serious when she instructed. I have lasted this many <laughs> years. <laughs> I'm the fuck up now. Grandma said not to open this. Cool. Want to open it? Um. Man. She did not want to open it. This is the start of a horror movie, right there. Uh, The Possession is based off of this story.
1: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay.
0: Uh, she did not want to open it, as her grandmother had been very emphatic and serious about, or serious when she in- instructed her. Not to do so, and regardless of the reason, she wanted to honor her grandmother's request. I finally ended up offering to let her keep what seemed to be what seemed to me to be a sentimental keepsake. At that point, she was very insistent and said, No, no, you bought it. I explained that I didn't want my money back, and that it would make me feel better to do what I thought was an act of kindness. She then became somewhat upset. Looking back now, the way she became upset was just plain odd. She raised her voice to me and said, You bought it. You made a deal. When I tried to speak, she yelled, "We don't want it." She began to cry, asked me to leave, and quickly walked away. I wrote the whole episode off as off to the stress and grief she must have been experiencing. I took my purchases and politely left. At the time when I bought the cabinet, I owned a small furniture refurbishing, refinishing business. I took the cabinet to my store and put it in my basement workshop where I intended to refinish it and give it as a gift to my mother. I didn't oh, think oh. An-
1: <laughs>
0: Okay, sorry. <laughs> Keep going. I didn't think anything more about it. I opened my shop for the day and went to run some errands, leaving the young, young woman who did sales for me in charge. After about a half hour, I got a call on my cell phone. The call was from my salesperson. She was absolutely hysterical and screaming that someone was in my workshop, breaking glass and swearing. Furthermore, the intruder had locked the iron security gates in the emergency exit and she couldn't get out. And these were not, like, electronic gates or anything. Like, you should be able to get out. <laughs> okay. Um, As I told her to call the police, my cell phone battery went dead. I hit speeds of 100 miles per hour getting back to the shop. When I arrived, I found the gates locked. I went inside and found my employee on the floor in a corner of my office, sobbing hysterically. I ran to the basement and went downstairs. At the bottom of the stairs, I was hit by an overpowering, unmistakable odor of cat urine. There had never been any animals kept or found in my shop. The lights didn't work. As I investigated, I found that the reason the lights didn't work also explained the sound of glass breaking. All of the light bulbs in the basement were broken. All nine incandescent bulbs had been broken in their sockets, and ten four-foot fluorescent tubes were lying shattered on the floor.
1: Jeez.
0: I did not find an intruder, however. I should also add that there was only one entrance to the basement. It would have been impossible for anyone to leave without meeting me head on. I went back up to speak with my salesperson, but she had left. She never returned to work. After having been with me for two years, she refuses to discuss the incident, incident to this day. I never thought of relating the events of this day to anything having to do with the cabinet. Which, girl, good for you. <sighs> like I feel like whenever you watch a horror movie, you're like, "Why didn't you leave? Why did Why did you come back?" She's like, "Fuck she, this! Nope, I'm gone. Nope, I'm nope, done." Nope. Just,
1: <laughs> nope. She just nope. Gone out. Yeah. <sighs> yeah.
0: Whew. Get the chills open here. Then, things got worse. Oh, what? As I already indicated, I had decided to give the cabinet to my mother as a birthday gift. (sighs) About two weeks after I made the purchase, I decided to get started refinishing it. I was surprised to find that the cabinet had a unique little mechanism. When you open one of the doors, the mechanism causes the opposite door and and the little drawer below to open at the same time. It is very well made. Inside the cabinet, I found the following items. One, 1928 U.S. Wheat Penny. One 1925 U.S. wheat penny. One small lock of blonde hair bound with string. One small lock of black-brown hair bound with string. One small granite statue engraved and gilded with Hebrew letters. I have been told that the letters spell out the word shalom. Which, as an aside, that means peace. One dried rosebud. One golden wine cup. One very strange black cast-iron candlestick holder with octopus legs. Which I would like to have that. Thank you. No. <laughs> I saved all of the items in a box, in s- intending to return them to the estate. The family has refused them. Has refused the items so that so they will be included in the sale of this cabinet. So go to the drive.
1: Here we go
0: <laughs> to the drive.
1: I'm gonna go ahead and put some music, and it's really just me singing.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. And me laughing into a straw.
1: <laughs> laughing into
0: a straw, that's
1: great Alright, Travis coming up That's our nice little jingle Okay, there we go No. Nope. nope, that's me <laughs> Nope,
0: open my folder <laughs> Okay to you
1: Paranormal
0: This one? Yep, the only folder there okay. Alright, so that middle picture Open that up. That is a drawing of a, like, a Dybbuk. Oh. It's this weird, like, so it's like a man who's all hunched over, and he's got a staff, but he also has a skeleton, like, strapped to his back. Yeah,
1: and it's back-to-back, back, mm-hmm. so it's almost like an in, like, a reverse. Yeah. Of the other, interesting. Okay, What so is the cloth or tapestry is supposed to be about as well?
0: I feel like it's to cover nudity. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, my naked bones, oh no! <laughs>
0: And it's this picture the drawing is obviously in a cemetery. Right. And or graveyard. So, let's see. Go to the right. Those two pictures show the Dybbuk box open and the contents of which. Now, I want to I Is this entity A world um it I don't think this is a Peggy the doll situation. Hello, goodbye. goodbye. If that's yep. what you're thinking. Hello,
1: goodbye. Get out of my life. <laughs> Okay. I was good. I just want to ask that because I yeah. know there's some of these things where it's no. like they can affect you just through yeah, this no. medium. I'm like, oh. um, okay.
0: I was reading an article earlier where someone was just talking about haunted items, and they surprised me with a picture of Peggy the doll. Hello, goodbye, and I was Hello, not pleased. Um Yeah. Ugh. So yeah, so you can see what's in the cabinet and like the little drawers and like it, it's a nice looking cabinet. It's a
1: very nice looking It reminds me of my antique cabinet that my mom has that holds all of our china.
0: Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Uh, do I need to look at any of the other pictures? Nope, not yet. You're good. Okay. I will hold off. After opening the cabinet, I decided not to refinish it. I cleaned it and rubbed in some lemon oil. It was at this time that I noticed there was an inscription in Hebrew carved into the back of the cabinet. I have no idea what it says or if it is significant. I have included a picture of that inscription below. On my mother's birthday, October 28th,
1: 2001. Oh my gosh, oh, wait, what? That's in like
0: seven days.
1: Okay, I don't need no ring situation happening here oh.
0: <laughs> Well, in case you were wondering what day we were recording this. <laughs> huh. Hello! Hello! My mother called to tell me that she was going out of town in my, with my sister for three days, and we postponed celebrating her birthday together until she returned. On October 31st, 2001, that's Halloween, my mother came to my shop. We were going to have lunch together, but before we were going to leave, I gave her the wine cabinet. She seemed to like it. While she examined it, I went to make a phone call. I hadn't been out of, I hadn't been out of sight more, more than five minutes when one of my employees came running into my office saying that something was wrong with my mom. When I went back to see what the matter was, I found my mom sitting in a chair beside the cabinet. Her face had no expression, but tears were streaming down her face. No matter how I tried to get her to respond, she would not. She could not. It turns out that that my mother had suffered a stroke. She was taken to the hospital by ambulance. She ended up suffering partial paralysis and losing her ability to speak and form words. She has since regained the ability to speak. That's good. Um, I believe that since then, she has since passed away. Um, she could understand things being said to her and could respond by pointing to letters of the alphabet to spell out words she wanted to say. When I got her to, when I asked her the following day how she was doing, she teared up and spelled out the words, no gift. I assured her that I had given her a gift for her birthday, thinking that she didn't remember, but she became even more upset and spelled out the words, hate gift. I laughed and told her not to worry. I told her I was sorry she didn't like the cabinet and I would get her anything she wanted if she would promise to get well soon. Still, I didn't associate anything that had happened with the cabinet itself or anything paranormal. Frankly, I don't think I ever even used the term paranormal until the last month. I'll try to make this short now, which he didn't. Uh, I gave the cabinet...
1: best. <laughs> it's as short as it could be.
0: I gave the cabinet to my sister. She kept it for a week. <laughs> Yay! Then gave it back. She complained that she couldn't get the doors to stay closed and that they kept coming open. There were, There are no springs in the door mechanism, and I have never found that the doors come open. I gave it to my brother and his wife, who kept it for three days and then gave it back. My brother said it smelled like jasmine flowers, while his wife insisted that it put out an odor of cat urine. I gave it to my girlfriend, who asked me to sell it for her after only two days. I sold it the same day to a nice middle-aged couple. Three days later, when I came to open the shop for the day, I found the cabinet sitting on the front doors with a note that read, This has bad darkness," or "This has a bad darkness. I had no idea what that meant. Anyway, I ended up taking it home. Then, things got even worse. You can't give it away. You can't sell it. There you go. There's that page. Since the day I brought it home, I have been having a strange recurring nightmare. Every time I have the horrible dream, it goes something like this. I find myself walking with a friend, usually someone I know well and trust at some point in the dream. I find myself looking into the eyes of the person that I am with. It is then that I realize that there is something different, something evil looking back at me. At this point in my dream, the person I am with changes into what can only be described as the most gruesome, demonic-looking hag I have ever seen. This hag proceeds then to beat the living tar out of me. I have awakened numerous times to find bruises and marks on myself where I have been hit by the old woman during the previous night. Still, I never related the nightmares to the cabinet, nor do I think that I ever would have. About a month ago, however, my sister and my brother and his wife came over to my house to spend the night. The following morning during breakfast, my sister complained that she'd had a horrible nightmare. She said that she recalled having had it a couple couple of times before and went to describe my nightmare exactly to the last detail. My brother and his wife froze as they listened, and they chimed in that they had both had the exact same dream during the night as well. The hair was standing up on the back of my neck and still is. As we talked, it became clear that the common denominator was that each of us had had the nightmare during the times that the cabinet was in our respective homes. I called my girlfriend and asked if she could recall having any nightmares recently. She described the same nightmare, same hag, everything. When I asked her if she remembered the date when she had the nightmare, she said she did not. Then I asked if it happened to be the night before she gave me the cab before she gave me the cabinet back to sell for her. She said, Yeah. Hey, how did you know that? Now then, since my family discussion, it seems like all hell is breaking loose. For a week afterward I started seeing what I can only describe as shadow things in my peripheral vision. In fact, numerous visitors to my house have claimed that they have seen shadow things. I put the cabinet in an outside storage unit and was awakened when the smoke alarm in the unit went off in the middle of the night. When I went to see what was burning, I opened the door and didn't see any smoke. However, I did get hit with the smell of cat urine. When I went back inside, the smell was there in my house. I do not own a cat, and I never have. I went back outside and grabbed the cabinet. I brought it back inside and tried to research it on the internet. While I was surfing the net, I fell asleep and once again had that same freaking nightmare. I woke up at around 4.30 a.m. when it felt and smelled like someone was breathing on my neck to find that my house now smelled like jasmine flowers and just in time to see a huge shadow thing go loping down the hall away from me. I would destroy this thing in an instant, except I don't really have any understanding of what I may or may not be dealing with. I am afraid, and I do mean afraid, that if I destroy the cabinet, whatever it is that seems to have come with the cabinet may just stay here with me. I have been told that there are people who shop on eBay that understand these kinds of things and specifically look for these kinds of items. If you are one of these people, please, please buy this cabinet and do whatever you do with a thing like this. Help me. You can see that I have no reserve price or minimum bid. If I, if I can make things any easier, let me know, and I will do everything within my abilities. One more note. On the same day my mom had her stroke, the lease to my store was summarily terminated without cause. The measurements are 12.5... <laughs> 12.5 inches by 7.5 inches by 16 and, and 2... 1 fourth inches. All of the items that I originally found inside the cabinet are included in the sale and will be delivered with the cabinet. On June 12, 2003, at 2.15... And... Th- 30 seconds, uh, Pacific Standard Time, or Pacific, Pacific Time, uh, Seller added the following information. There is no way that I can respond to all of the emails I've received since putting this thing online. I'll try now to update and answer the most common questions I've been receiving. 1. No, I am not religious. 2. No, I do not wish to have or participate in any sort of exorcism or case study or photo sessions at my home. 3. No, I will not sell any of the individual pieces that were originally found separate from the other pieces and the cabinet. Four. No, I do not speak Hebrew, nor do I know what the word keselim, keselim means. I don't know that the word is even a... I don't know that the word is even or or a Hebrew word. I think they meant I don't know if it's a word or not, or a Hebrew word. Mm-hmm. Five. At the end of the auction, I have decided to take an opportunity to speak with the winning bidder for two reasons. A, to make sure that the winning bidder is a serious adult who has employed some valid reasoning skills in making the decision to accept whatever this is. I will not be judgmental. Do whatever you want or need after the sale. B, to offer full details of the events that have transpired after I carried out those res- after I have carried out those responsibilities and upon payment I will have the cabinet and its contents delivered by U.S. Mail, FedEx, or UPS to the winning bidder. At that point, I will have no further involvement with the matter in any way, shape, or form, period. 6. To all of you who have offered to pray, I may not be religious, but I am certainly open to the possibilities, no matter what your religion might be. Thank you. On June 14, 03, at 521 Pacific Time, Seller added the following information. Wait. So when did the
1: when was this thing <laughs> posted? Just to make sure I'm keeping track.
0: Um, I'm not sure. I don't think I have the original posting date.
1: Okay, but when was the last?
0: The qu- last update was June twelfth.
1: June twelfth, and this one says June fourteenth. Okay, so just two days later. Okay.
0: Here is another update for everyone following the listing. No. No, I will not circumvent or make any deals outside of eBay, even for more money than the final auction price. If you want to win the auction and have the kind of money some of you are offering, there shouldn't be any reason why you cannot simply place your bid in an open, honest fashion. I'm sure you can understand why I might be suspicious. Also, for those of you wanting to know if I am still experiencing anything out of the ordinary, I thought everything was going okay until I got home on Friday, the 13th of June, and found that the fish in my freshwater aquarium, all ten, were dead. I'm still hoping this, that, I'm still hoping that all of this is coinc, coincidental crap, and that is the whole posting. Um, so he sold it, and I think it only sold for like 280 dollars or something. It may have not even been that much. So it, it didn't sell for a lot, uh-huh. and it's a very old antique cabinet. it could sell for a lot. And it sounds like people were offering to pay a lot. Yeah. So but he didn't want to do it off of eBay. He just wanted it to go away. <clears throat> yeah, that's crazy. So Kevin Manis sold the box on eBay. It passed through several several owners until getting to Losif Nitzik, a student at Truman State University in Cricksville, Missouri. He was the last person to auction the box off on eBay. During the time he owned the box, he and his roommates experienced nightmares, phantom smells, strange shadows lurking in the corners, uh, insect infestations, objects moving around, uh, electronics malfunctioning, and health issues. He began to lose his hair very rapidly, and the lights in his house had burned out. And he was only in his 20s, so you don't normally lose your hair rapidly in your 20s. No. Um... He sold the box to Jason Haxton, the director of Museum of Osteopathic Medicine, also in Kirksville, Missouri. He had been following Losif's blog posts about the box. Uh, Jason Haxton purchased the Dybbuk box from Losif, but he also began to experience strange health problems. He developed hives, head-to-toe welts. Sorry. He developed hives, comma, head-to-toe welts. Mm. Uh, began coughing up blood for no apparent reason. His home often had phantom odors of jasmine and cat urine. He has also said he believes that the box may reverse the aging process? Which, what? I don't, I don't, I don't know. It might.
1: Does that mean he has a selling point?
0: I don't think so. You could be possessed, but also. I don't think so, because in, in some of the other stuff, he felt like everyone that the box had come through with, they were like a caretaker of the box. So, yeah, I'm not exactly sure. But I know like during his um So he had the box looked at by lots of different people. Like he had it examined with a black light. He had like People looked to see if there was some sort of weird contaminant on it. and Maybe that was a reason why people were getting sick. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the box is full of anthrax. Who knows? Um, nothing. Nobody found anything. Huh. Uh, he had the box looked at by a specialist on Jewish artifacts, Rebecca Ederly, Edery, Edery, hmm. who determined it was a, sacri- a sacred relic for imprisoning a spirit. The two doors open up just like the receptacle for Taurus scrolls, which I thought was weird... Okay. That's a weird way to design a wine cabinet? Um, Interesting. So it makes me wonder, like, is it actually a wine cabinet? I don't know. Um, this particular size is used when going to... This is in quotes. This particular size is used when going to comfort the family of the deceased. The insertion of the spirit was done deliberately for a specific purpose. Hexen has gone to rabbis and mystics to have rituals done on the box to seal the malicious spirit inside after which he hid the box and remained somewhat secretive about its location while it was hidden. Um, For a long time, he wouldn't tell anybody anything about where it is. Um,
1: For fear that they'd open it?
0: Yeah, kind of. But he does discuss it a little bit. Mm -hmm. In 2011, he wrote the book The Dybbuk Box, and there's still a website devoted to it. Uh, I imagine. I, I think it's like mysterious divic box. I don't. I don't remember. I looked at the website. Um, it's not. It's eh, go look at it. It it looks like a homemade website. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> um, but I mean, I feel like it had decent information on it. Oh. Um. Bah, 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 bah. He recently donated the box to Zach Bagans Haunted Museum in Las Vegas. And the box it. appeared on, well, I say donated. I don't think it was like, here, you can have this. Like, I'm pretty sure that Zach Bagans paid a lot of money for it. Um, and by donated, I mean sold. <laughs> huh. yes. um, so then the box appeared on an episode of his show, Deadly Possessions. Right. Um, which did I, have you seen that one?
1: No, I've heard about We've talked about that one. Okay. I, have,
0: I, I want to see it. That episode, they've got, like, a cross that was involved in an exorcism, the Dybbuk box, and Robert the Doll. Which Robert the Doll is not kept in his haunted museum, but the, the curator of the museum down in Key West, where Robert is kept, brought him, like, for a visit.
1: Okay, yeah, because I was going to say, Robert the Doll is different than Peggy. Correct. Robert is the one that looks like a like an actual like old school baby doll.
0: Um, Robert looks right. like a like a boy, like a kind of like a toddler right. in like a little sailor's. Right. Outfit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I've seen that one. Yeah. 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 Uh, where was I? Wasn't that in the most recent episode of? And that's why we drink. Like about three no. or four episodes ago. Robert the doll. No, the Doll was one of the older ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know which Peggy one. Peggy was like. somewhat recent. Because it was like the one where. Hello goodbye. Um, yeah.
0: Hello oh, goodbye. Hello goodbye. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so when he had the box hidden, Haxton kept the box buried on his land, and I think he said he had something like twenty-six acres or whatever of land in Missouri <laughs> that... <laughs> So on the show Deadly Possessions, he said that he kept it buried in a military box. But then I found other stuff online that said that it was buried in an acacia wood ark that was like a replica of the Ark of the Covenant. And it was lined with 24 carry gold. Okay. So now open up that picture on the far left. There we go. Floating. And that is the Ark that it was kept so that in. That was
1: what it was kept in. Okay.
0: So I don't was. know if maybe it was put in that and then put into a military grade box and buried. And then buried in the earth and then surrounded by it. And he wouldn't tell anyone where it was buried. And even, like, when Zack was asking him about it, he was like, yep, I've got 26 acres of land and I buried it in the ground. Yep.
1: Yeah, he's like, I'm not gonna tell and, you where I buried And, like, it. he was
0: like trying to press him for more information about where it was buried, and he just wouldn't give him any more. He's like, nope, it's buried in a military... I buried it in a military-grade box, and that's... Stuff. So that way no one would disturb it, but I knew exactly where it was.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: So, I'm not exactly sure the situation of what it was buried in, but that is a picture of the Dybbuk box in a box, which then may have been in another box.
1: <laughs> it's like a Russian doll. A, a little bit. Oh.
0: So while Haxton was investigating the box, he traced it back to Kevin Manis because so Haxton did not buy it from Manis; he bought it from uh, what's his face, Losef? Um, mm-hmm. who bought it from who knows who else. Um, so he traced it back to Kevin and asked him for help learning more about this box and you know, stopping it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manus went back to the granddaughter that he purchased it from at the estate sale, and after a lot of discussion, she finally told him about Sophie. Sophie was Havela's cousin, and both of them trapped the Dybbuk in the box. Sophie was actually still alive, and so oh. I think Kevin went to speak with Sophie um, and told Kevin that between the two world wars, seances were really popular. Sophie and Havela made a spirit board, and came into contact with otherworldly beings. She believes that due to the negative energy of the impending war, um, it attracted evil spirits, Mm -hmm. and Havela and Sophie tried to bind the spirit that they had summoned, but they failed. After the war, they were able to try again, and that was when they trapped it inside the box. During their talk, Sophie apologized a lot and was really upset, and Kevin didn't understand why, so he asked her, and she told him that the night that they failed to bind the spirit was November 10th, 1938, also known as Kristallnacht, which is Night of Broken Glass. So that was when right. the Nazis went through Germany and just destroyed Jewish business owners' businesses. Mm-hmm. So Sophie said that she felt that it was likely that the spirit they had summoned had led to the cause of World War II. So can you imagine carrying that guilt? For this right, long. For
1: like millions of people. Which
0: dying. I'm sure having an evil spirit didn't help. But girl, that was not your fault. Yeah. It
1: was, it was different kind of evil.
0: Yeah. Was... Uh, Haxton also learned that about Harry Laughlin. Laughlin.
1: Okay.
0: Um, He was the founder of the eugenics movement Ooh. and an inspiration to Hitler. Yay! He attended university in Missouri at a school that would later be called Truman State University. Okay. Which is where the student that he bought the box from was attending. All right. Haxton believes that the spirit possessing the box is on a mission to show people the truth about the Holocaust. A medium that he met with said that she sensed death and fear surrounding the box, and when she touched it, she felt a stabbing pain in her left ribs and head. She believed that those have something to do with the original owner of the box, which I thought that was a little bit weird, because it said left wrist and or left ribs and head. And the first thing that I thought of was like, is she trying to, is she trying to reference Jesus? Yeah, because like Pearson they side. say that he was like stabbed. They don't say which side, but he was stabbed in the side and a crown of thorns. So oh. I don't, I don't know, what they were going for with that.
1: These are three scratch marks. <laughs> Is <laughs> is they're mocking the, the trinity <laughs> Oh
0: man, <laughs> man So days. Zach Bagans has a Four hour live special planned for Halloween this year 2018 We are watching that right I don't know if we have that Well, I don't. We'll, we'll find a way We'll have to see if we can find it um, Where one of the things he's going to do Is he's going to open the Dybbuk box on TV live the box is described as very dangerous and has been blamed for at least one death. Uh, but this isn't the first time that it's been opened. Um, and, but the and the box is already being blamed for visitors passing out or vomiting while they're clo or like while the box is closed and encased in glass. Um, they should have encased it in gold. They know better. I, I'm confused as to why they're like, oh, we're gonna open it. When I mean, it's been opened before.
1: Sure, but I think for uh, I think not only is it a good attraction in terms of like bringing an audience, well, but and that's... In, for someone who's as sensitive, I did air quotes for someone who's <laughs> as sensitive to stuff like as Zach Megans, Like for him, it's probably like this is an excellent opportunity to really get with something so malicious and evil well, that's clearly distinct as the like,
0: episode of Deadly Possessions that they did the Dybbuk box. They had Kevin come on and talk about it, mm-hmm. and they had him go into their, like, uh, his isolation room, which, air quotes, mm-hmm. um, and he just, like, walks right in and opens it up. Like, the first thing that he does is he opens the dipic box and just, like, stares at it, and then he walks around, and this this is where the episode got really weird, and I was like, guys, what are you doing? He, so something that, you know what, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Uh, a lot of... So right now, there are a lot of Dybbuk boxes for sale on the internet. Okay. Um, since the Dybbuk box gained notoriety. Sure. Uh, and so, like, right do, now, we're seeing... Do you want to smell cat pee in your house? Right do now, I- we're seeing the term Dybbuk box used to just describe basically, like, any haunted container. Um, and they are frequently sealed with wax and contain a variety of occult-appearing objects, so I watched a couple of YouTube videos of people being like, "I'm gonna open this divic box, huh?" And this guy opened one of them, and he was like, "Here's a lock of hair. Here's a jawbone with some teeth on it." And I'm like, "Cool. There's a dead cow somewhere." Um, and he pulled out like a piece of parchment and some plants. Oh my God! Um, was it a ficus? It, it was not. <laughs> oh. Uh, my next note. There are a lot of videos on YouTube of people opening dibic boxes and then freaking the fuck out in the most melodramatic, just like bullshit ways that it's like, I have seen better acting in junior high productions. it's like
1: because this thing has some sort of air about it, it's like,
0: oh! I feel something. Well, and it's one of them where the guy opened the box and he's like, oh, the energy here just got really weird, I wish you guys could feel this, and blah 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 and it's just like... Going on and on and on, where it it seems very overacted, and not not like a thing. They did not
1: go to the school of acting from Zach Baker. Oh, (laughs) um,
0: Um, but so during the episode of Dark Dark Deadly Possessions, they so Kevin is in the room and he's just like opened it and he's just like wandering around the room and he starts reciting this weird poem, um. Well, I say weird poem. It's actually a very nice poem. Um, it's kind of Edgar Allan Poe esque. Okay. Um, H. P. Lovecraft. And it's something he says something about a shadow man. Let me see if I can find it because it is. <laughs> Sing a song, um,
1: shadow it, man. <laughs> I don't know why I just started doing, like, a lot of rest for you music Oh, man. <sighs> huh. Uh What was that word you said? You said, like, uh, K... 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 K-less? k What was that word? Oh. So that was in Because it sounds yeah, like we should it look could that be up. Latin. From, like... Um. like K-Kiss...
0: I think she said it at the very beginning of it. Here it is. What's it called? K e s e l i m.
1: Keselm. Okay.
0: All right. So he starts reciting this poem. Um, Light from the hallway crept into my room, along with the shadow man too. I assume, for never ha- for never before had I seen such a form that could change the candle's flame licks in a storm. Just as quiet as a monk, he crept on his knees, and then he perched on the edge of my bed, if you please. With an ear-to-ear grin, he made sure I was wide awake, lest he begin. And then it says that the poem went on, but they cut that... Oh, God. They cut that bit out of the show. So, we have looked this up in Google Translate. Uh, Keselim translates to Let's Cut. Apparently it's a Turkish...
1: What Google Translate is trying to tell me I want to see if I can get it to Yiddish I want to Hebrew Or like Yiddish
0: Let's see uh, Kesselim Translate to Kesselim.
1: Good uh, you said Yiddish Let's see do, 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 do. Yiddish
0: oh. It still says it's translating from Turkish uh, Sure Why are you doing that? It, it wants me to translate from Turkish Well we don't want to translate from Turkish
1: Yeah uh, Where are you My love
0: that's not helpful. <laughs> so as, as near as we can tell in let's Turkish, cut. it means let's cut, which that's creepy. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, oh, 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 uh, oh? No, the, that's the big stuff. It's trying to define dibek. Okay, oh,
0: that's not helpful. Mm. We know that already. Um, Maybe they just wanted to cut a rug. You know, they're like, hey, we're going to dance. <laughs> let's dance. So he starts reciting this poem and just like wandering around the room. And this is where it like for me, it just got... So unbelievable, and it was like, do you okay? I like I felt like my intelligence was being insulted, because it was the voice that he was using to recite this poem sounded a lot like. Um, I can't think of it. Sean Carr. No, um, I say Master deep? Master Gracie from the Haunted Mansion that narrates the ride. Like it was that. I cannot
1: recall that. It place. had
0: that tone to it. Um, And it's a poem that Kevin wrote because Kevin is an aspiring writer. I see. Um, So that's one thing, one way that this has come under skepticism is like, well, yeah, this story is really like bananas and crazy and everything, but he's a writer, so maybe he's just super creative. Um, The Deadly Possessions episode feels just like a whole bunch of bullshit. It was super, super dramatized and it bothers me because I don't think they needed to do that. I think the story of this object speaks for itself. Right. Um, so it's almost like
1: they lessened its.
0: Yeah, um, like, like they didn't. Validity. He didn't by... need to be all Zach Bagans about it. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're gonna start to, to make it well, a verb. You can be less Zach Bagans. About
0: yeah, it. you can like dial it. I need. I need to take. Need to take fifty percent off the top.
1: What are my favorite. Things about Zach Biggins is that one episode I've talked about with that quarter of oh 79 He's like, but if you turn six, it upside six, down, did six, <laughs> Oh man, it's great.
0: One. Um. Yeah. Sorry, you're saying? I don't remember.
1: It's all right. We'll cut to <laughs> some music here. We were fuck. talking about. Uh, so we said, let's cut. You were talking about the show and how it overdrawn dramatized.
0: Oh. Uh, less if. Losef? Losef, that's it. Um, I've seen some, like, differing reports on if people could find if he actually existed or not, so they don't know if that's where, um, Jason Haxton got it. Okay.
1: Um,
0: so I don't, it's, it's shrouded in mystery, I Mm. guess. Um, and if you open up that second picture, that's just a picture of the Dybbuk box. Is that the shroud? Uh, Is that the shroud? Oh, good God. I regret saying that already. Um. (laughs) Which I mean, you can see, like, it's a very nice looking antique cabinet. Yeah, it's I'm very sure pretty. It's been, like a little scratch
1: there. Maybe that's why I'm all pissed off. Well, because... I mean,
0: it did travel from Spain. So you're saying, like, when you open up those doors,
1: everything opens.
0: That's what it's. Oh, I'm not sure if it's instantaneous or if there's like another door inside.
1: Because it sounds like you may have like like uh, some levers and stuff. Like as you're opening it, yeah, it catches on the other stuff.
0: Yeah, well, because it said that there's no springs. It does look really nice, though. I like. And as far as I could tell, like Is that grapes. I'm not sure Anytime that The box had been sold It was sold for Very little money I'm, Well other than this last time Cause I think Zach Bacon's paid A shit ton for it
1: Right well it's probably Because like if If this was Legitimately happening They just to people, want to get rid of they it They don't care about the price So like just go uh-huh. on, like, I mean almost like The money would like Help them with just like Minor stuff
0: Yeah Like shipping it away
1: Right and they probably Need some value too Cause on eBay You never really bought Those one cent items Right
0: Yeah well, and then on eBay, like there's fees or, that you have to pay as a seller too. Yeah. So whatever those are, I'm sure it's it was like probably like it end. It definitely seemed like mostly these people just wanted it to go away. Mm-hmm. So that is the story of the Divic box. Mm-hmm. Who knows if anything more will develop when Zach opens it? Um, I'm sure he will probably dramatically ear muffs permanently. He will like dramatically throw himself across the room or something. I'm sure.
1: Well, I mean, after what happened with Demon House, right? Oh, he the he like has to wear sunglasses now. Like it's Oh, his
0: like prism glasses? Yeah. Yeah. Well that's what happens when you stand in a dark basement with your, your sunglasses on.
1: Jeez. <laughs> you know what I'm curious about? I'd like to see if there's like a story on this. I wonder if there's anyone that's ever tried to steal haunted items. Oh, I'm sure. You know? Yeah, I want to. I want to hear like if there's like some sort of like, like, some sort of like, cape person of the night that's burglarizing <laughs> all the haunted items. Particularly haunted items. Yes, it'd be interesting.
0: But it's. That's. I think something else that. I'm
1: a hoarder of demons.
0: Oh God, that sounds awful. <laughs> something that I thought was really interesting to think about was the energy that would. I guess like between World War One and World War Two, the kind of energy that uh-huh. would be there, like I, I mean, it makes sense that if they were doing seances and actually did contact something for real, it probably wouldn't be a happy thing. Mm-hmm. Like the world was not a super happy place at the time, right? And I mean, especially me Poland.
1: Me personally, I don't ever want to do shit on like a Ouija board. <laughs> I'm just like. No, you're you're already there. How about you hang out there for a while more? You know, if I want to talk with you, I'll be there eventually. I'll I'll see ya.
0: I mean, I don't know. I'm uh, up in like the air. Like for me,
1: like I mean, part of it is just because I, I was raised Christian for a long time, and there's just a lot of like you know taboo with that. But I think my sister has a story about
0: her using a Ouija board, and it got fucking nuts. I'm I'm up in the air with Ouija boards because it's like it seems like. Yeah, maybe it could could I be have like enough a,
1: nightmares as is. Well, no, like it anyone. seems like
0: yeah, it could be a tool, but it's also like this is made by Parker Bros. <laughs> like okay, <laughs> what do you want to play? We like, do the Johnson, game of life. A family like, company. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like. Oh man. Uh, well. So that's the
0: divic box. <laughs> I told you it was going to be a long one. Because that that was that eBay posting that was,
1: was very a long though. The, that posting mm-hmm. had a lot of details in it. That's crazy.
0: And it was, so I actually listened to someone read the posting, like on a YouTube video. And when I say someone, it was like an electronic text. Oh, to there's voice. a lot
1: of those. And it was wonder, really creepy. I wonder if, because I've heard, like when I tried looking up some paranormal stuff, there are a lot of videos that it just did voice to, or text to voice. Yeah. kind of thing. I wonder if that's because people don't want to say the stuff as to not have it manifest. You know what
0: I mean? I don't know. I'm I'm curious as to why that's it a thing. It could just or be maybe... that someone didn't actually want to record the audio. No, they're
1: like, I hate my voice. I don't want do to do this. I'm just gonna
0: do this. But uh, it was it was weird because it's like that weird electronic voice and it's like the Dibbick box. The
1: Dibbick box it yeah. will get you.
0: Yeah. Um, it was weird. But Hey, look at that. It's I, an interesting story. I decided not to hold on to the journal. Yay, you gave it, it back. It took eight
1: episodes.
0: <laughs> but oh. you did hold on to my pen. Well,
1: <sighs> you ready to? Oh, sorry. Uh, oh no, you're fine. I, they, they didn't know you hit me until you said something, <laughs> just like
0: your sneeze. Well,
1: uh, let's roll for roll
0: for it for next episode. So okay. I I have some Kraken dice. I got these in a. You know, be really
1: cool. What? Getting sponsored by dice people. Oh my god! Like, I, would, I, would, I would, I would so die. be die. Like, like like. Even, like, whatever, I can pay for some of them. But, like, if I had people reaching out, like, <laughs> wanting to, like, roll some of these dice and stuff. these uh, dice are, I, I, have a, I have a horrible addiction, which you'll find out about. But that's fine. Go ahead. You said Kraken Dice. Stuff. Yeah, so
0: these are crack and Dice. I got them in a, like, a random, it was a mystery bag. Oh, um, and Dice. And these particular ones are their Grape Ape ones. Which, that's just the name that they give them. Grape I, Ape. I think. I feel like, go ahead, keep talking, sorry. I want to say that they're, like, HD dice. Um, that's just the name that Kraken has given them.
1: Yeah, the Great Grape Ape. I was like, it reminded I don't me know. of, I think, like a show? It's an animated series. I'm not... From 1975. I don't oh, know right. why I would remember that,
0: but... I'm not overly excited about these dice. I also have pictures the color... of marijuana, apparently. Perfect.
1: Good. This is good.
0: Okay. I don't know, the color mix on these dice is a little weird for me. They're It's like green and purple, but they're very, very purple with like, I don't know. If you're gonna do a mix, then I want it to be more than just like the tippy tip of a corner. They remind me of
1: like they remind me of nail polish, actually, like the purple, like how like the swirls, like a metallicy kind of purple nail polish.
0: It's a pretty purple. I it's just very wish there pretty. was more green. Yeah. Which is weird for me to say because purple is one of my favorite colors. But
1: <laughs> the grass of the earth, you need the some grass of, that. of the earth. Yes.
0: <laughs> the great babe.
1: Mm, yes, yeah, great babe. All
0: right.
1: All right. What we get? What we get? We
0: get. I got a six. Oh, you got a six. Entertainment.
1: Nice. Okay. I'm going to be rolling my new dice that Woo. I spent way too much money on. I got a set of gravity dice for...
0: Um, actually, they're super nice. They are so
1: nice. Um, they're really expensive, though. But they're, like, for me, they're so worth it. Because mm-hmm. this is going to be, like, my set of dice that I'm going to have for a long time.
0: I got a couple Gravity Dice at a con a little while ago, and they're beautiful. They're
1: awesome. They're, like, this nice, light. I feel like they might be, like, aluminum, possibly. They don't feel I as think, light as aluminum,
0: but. I think the lady at the, the booth said they steel. were aluminum.
1: But they they range. they had a sale. I'm not sure if it's still going on. It was, like, $85 for, like, the dice that are currently on sale. For the poly set? Right, because normally, normally they're $100. dollars hmm or, like, for 1d20, it's 20 bucks. It's, like, a dollar a side. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go and roll these, because they have, supposedly have a perfect center of gravity. And,
0: yeah, let's On the go ones ahead. that I got at the con, I got a d20, and then I got a pair of Pipped dice, Wait, d6s, because they're drilled so that they're balanced, which is super cool. What is four? What four? What did I get? History and education. Oh, my <laughs> God. That is perfect. Yay. Yes.
1: Okay. Cool.
0: I was right. looking at that and I was like, entertainment, I haven't had that. Wait, no, I had that last week. <laughs> okay, I guess it's... Been-
1: <laughs> All right, so you have entertainment I have history. Whew. Yep. I wonder if it'll be as intense as this time.
0: Well, there's only one way to find out. That's true.
1: <laughs> we gotta keep going. Go deeper.
0: Come back next time and find out what the fuck we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Bye! Bye. <laughs> If you've got something to say, you can find us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash wtfpod. You can email us at wtf.podcast.mail at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at wtfayta podcast. That's W-T-F-A-Y-T-A, that's our acronym, podcast. Our music is by Decker Hinckley and our artwork is by Kirby Morfitt. <laughs>
1: You wish to be recycled? Yeah. Jax is hanging out by the recycling oh. stuff. That's, that's, that's what I was kind of just like, I wish to be recycled.
0: No, don't recycle my baby kitty. No. She's too cute.